I'm excited for today's show. I'm sitting down with Ian Panter. He is a fellow TBI survivor. We connected through Instagram. I came across each other's posts. And when I come across, excuse me, someone who survived a TBI, I always want to talk to them no matter what. But of course, there's a lot of value they can bring you here on a mental health break. Thank you for stopping by, Ian. Hey, thank you, Vincent. Very happy to be here. Absolutely. I'm excited to get into your story. Let everyone else know that they are not alone. If it's your first time with us today, this is the show that normalizes the conversation around mental health. I've had the amazing privilege of sitting down with mental health advocates each week since January 2020. And for today's show, we are focusing on traumatic brain injuries. The spotlight story, no surprise, will be a Johns Hopkins article on traumatic brain injuries. So we can dive into some more of the medical side of things in case anyone out there has a loved one that has experienced the TBI or you yourself have overcome a TBI. And before I bring on today's guest of honor, let me shout out Tampa Counseling and Wellness and Dr. Carlos Garcia for being our show partner for probably about two years now. They've just extended their services at Tampa Counseling and Wellness to offer you more. Head to tampacw.com to learn all about what they do. But for today, I want to learn all about what Ian does, learn his story. So Ian, from wherever you feel comfortable starting, please share your mental health story. Sure, absolutely. So back in 2017, I was really trying to get healthy and, and loved. I was running what was called Tough Mutters. Not sure if you are familiar with that. So it's an obstacle course race. Um, And I really got active into it. Um, But it wasn't so much the racing. It was more of the community aspect of it. I've met so many people that are lifelong friends that I still talk to to this day, um, even though I don't really race anymore. So because it was never like, oh, I'm racing to be number one. I was never going to be number one. Um, It was just a... I mean, when you're doing 10 miles with friends, you have all this time to kill and it's just a great experience. Um, So long story, I did at one point in 16, I did world's toughest mutter. That was a 24 hour obstacle race. So yeah, Um, pretty crazy. So um, I actually fractured my ankle during that race and I ended up with like 30 miles. Um, so I was hoping for 2017 to come back and get more. So they had races called toughest mutter, which were eight hour overnight races from midnight to 8 a.m. Okay. And what you could do is if you did, uh, I think it was 20 or 25 miles in that eight hours, you could get what's considered a contender status and means you got to start towards the front of the group. Okay. So. I, I ran one in April of, of 17 and uh, was five miles short. So the next month, me and several friends drove to Lancaster, Pennsylvania to race another one. And so we, we walked the course Saturday morning, kind of map out how, what the course was like. And then my friend Adam and I were going to go back to the Airbnb to rest up for that night. Well, as we were walking out of Mutter Village, that's the last thing I remember for six weeks. So when I woke up, I was back in Michigan and in, in rehab at that point. So what happened, at least according to the police reports, we were 
uh, Lancaster, Pennsylvania is very hilly. So apparently someone decided to go crazy speeding and T-boned us as we were crossing um, a street. He was going 86 and a 35 miles an hour result. Oh, my goodness. And so I was a passenger in the car and they got T-boned on my side. So according to my mother, you know, they came out, they drove out the next day when they found out what happened. And at, at first I was given a 50-50, well, at least my mother was told I was giving a 50-50 chance of survival by the doctors. Right. Um, yeah, don't ever tell a uh, mother that she has a 50% chance of losing it. She did not, again, I'm hearing this secondhand, but what I heard did not go over very well. So the, um, the next week when I started, I, apparently I started to become more cognizant. What was, I mean, I, I'm out of it. I have no recollection of this. Um, they said, okay, well, he's going to live. Obviously they knew that, but he'll probably need to live or uh, need 24 hour care for the rest of his life. And about a week or so later, again, they change it to, all right, he'll, he won't need 24 hour care, but he'll need to live in a group home for the rest of his life. I was 36 at this point. Then about a week later, so I was in the hospital for a month. They were like, all right, he's ready to go rehab. <laughs> and so my, Again, I mentioned the community of Tough Mudder. They were amazing. Between my friends and family back in Michigan and all the Tough Mudder community, the, a GoFundMe was started, you know, and they used those funds to get me flown back to Michigan rehab. And I was at the Real Rehabilitation Institute of Michigan for a month. Um, similar situation where they said, because I, again, I was not speaking that I knew of at this time. Um, you know, they knew I was going to live, but it would be like, went from 24 hour care to, um, group home to, all right, he's ready to go home and live on his own. Now I have six weeks of amnesia, so I have no recollection of any of the hospital visit and only half of the rehab visit. Um, but because when I woke up, it wasn't like, um, where am I? I had no idea where I was at. I just kind of was like, all right, I got to go back to work or, you know, do whatever. So, you know, they had rehab had to really slow me down. They're like you, you can't, you know, cause I couldn't walk the same. I had a lot of balance issues. So a lot of stuff really, they had to slow me down and I've never really gone slow in my life. Um, so it was very interesting to, for them to try to say, you got to, you know, read the directions clearly and you have to, you know, when you're in a shopping aisle, like look both left and right and scan, you can't just go quickly and do things that you used to do. Everything is, is different. So you've got to adjust. Um, so that's, you know, that's, that's the beginning of the, the, the story really, as I like to say. Well, congratulations on how far you've come. I'm unfortunately having a lot of flashbacks, as you say, some things where we had some similarities, taking it slow, having to learn to walk again. I remember back when I had to ride an arm bicycle in the morning to gain motor skills. I'm sure you did as well. And once you mm -hmm. get past that point of that level zero where you're aware of why am I doing this, that tedious task, that was something that, oh, man, I did not even want to get out of bed to do. I would just play sleep a little longer because I knew that first appointment of the day was the arm bicycle. 
you've come so far though. What are some things that you adapted when you got out of the hospital, right? You got out of rehab, you're on your own, you're defying all odds. What are some things you did to take care of your mental health, stay afloat? So, and I was, again, very lucky. And I know everyone's situation is different when it comes to TBI. Um, I had a, a huge support group of friends and family. You know, I lived with my mother for a couple months afterwards. Even Ironically, I just purchased my first home a month prior. And I didn't even get to live in it for a few months. Oh. Um, so I was very lucky in the aspect, you know, where I wasn't thrown back into the wolves by myself. I didn't have to do really anything by myself. I always had support. You know, even my mother would, would try to get me to slow down to do things, but everything seemed normal to me. I just want to get back to normal. And, you know, it, it took me a long time to really realize there's a new normal. And, you know, at, at one point, I even kind of said that that old Ian is dead and there's a new Ian. And it actually, I was seeing a neuropsychologist for a long time and she kind of expressed like, think of how that affects your family. You know, you're still here. Like she, she was basically saying I was being selfish the way I was thinking about it. And it really made, started to click to me. So, you know, I, yes, I have every right in the world to be sad, angry, depressed, sit in a chair and not do anything because of what I've gone through. But when I thought about it, I thought back to my family, my mother, sister, and brother-in-law who drove 11 hours the next day, all the people that raised money. I had friends' daughters making bracelets to sell for to raise for my GoFundMe. I was like, those are the people that, you know, they'll understand if I want to be that person, but who's going to benefit from that? You know, what am I going to do? You know, so I decided I was not going to let anything affect me. Like no hurdles were going to affect me. I'd find a way to overcome the challenges that I faced. And I was all, always kind of a optimistic person prior to the accident. Right. But I decided that I was going to be annoyingly optimistic afterwards. You know, nothing gets me down at this point. You know, someone might, you know, my order might be wrong in my food or someone might cut me off in traffic. There, there's a million things that can really upset you and get you. But I decided that, you know, for some reason, I'm, I'm still here. I may not have that exact idea why yet. There's always a bigger plan. So I can either, you know, it's a fork in the road. We're going to have our challenges, you know, I, but you can either choose to let those challenges define you or you can define those challenges. And for me, it's just like, it's, you're never alone, even if you're by yourself. So it's like, who gets affected by what you do? It's not just me. It's my mother, it's my sister, it's all my family and friends. So I think about them and what they went through. I, me, I was sleeping. You know, it was nice and easy for me. Um, I can't imagine what it was like for my mother, or for my sister, for all those people. So it's like, you have a choice. You can either let it define you or you can just be yourself, you know, 
I started deciding that everything I do is, is great because I'm doing it with a severe TBI. So like if I sold a piece of equipment, I'm one of probably the only people in the world that has sold this piece of equipment with a severe TBI. When I ran a Tough Mudder afterwards, I was probably one of the very few to run it with a severe TBI, you know, so there's a lot of things you just can't let it define you. You figure out how you define it. Very, very well said the whole way through. Thank you for sharing all that. And there's just a different normal. It's a new normal. And that's all right. Something that took me a little bit to get used to. But eventually, you can either, as you said, sit and sulk. Why me? Why me? Why me? You turn something negative into something positive, which is what you're doing right now. You're sharing your story. I know you're very active. I see you online. We might as well plug you right now. We'll do it at the end. Where can we find you online for our audience to say hello? Sure. So the best place is Instagram. It's a uh, I J P A N T E R. Um, you know, I've connected with so many people from the community, you know, like uh, brain injured babe. We, we talk a lot and I think she's in like Washington and, and people and like yourself in Florida. I'm in Arizona now. Uh, Beckett Johnson was in Arizona. He recently moved, but it's an amazing community. And I love speaking with people because I want them to know they're not alone. You know, actually, I was talking with uh, uh, Tyson Recovery, who's in like Brisbane, Australia. And that's what I love about our community. You know, it just and I just love to be able to tell you, but look, everyone has different situations. Like, obviously, I I'm very self-reliant now. Not everyone has that opportunity. But even if you're in a wheelchair or you need to be helped with being feeding, you know, do what you can do to make it easier on the people around you. And I think that's in the long run going to help you. That's a beautiful message right there. And it also alludes back to what you said before, the things that happen to us don't just happen to us. They happen to our entire support group. And that's something I'm very grateful for as well. Having that support system in place after the TBI to help you get there because everything's different. You're starting over and now you've paved your way if you could give one piece of a mental health advice to our audience today viewing on for this show, what would it be? So I, I really think people need to internalize things. So let's say, you, you know, having a bad day because something happened, you know, you can't think, well, I'm having a bad day because this happened. No, you're having a bad day because you're letting it affect you. You have to be mentally strong to overcome what is affecting you. You don't want it to let you have a bad day. You're gonna have a good day and overcome that. And that's the, the key. It, you have to be able to realize you can't let some outside factor dictate how your day is gonna go or how your week or your month. You have to do everything that you can to overcome that. And, and that's, it's not easy, I get that, you know, we're all going to have hiccups and bumps in the road, but you just have to keep moving forward. Like, look, we are all TBI survivors, survivors being the key part. We're faced with that challenge because we're here to face that challenge. You know, people ask me, what, what are your side effects? Well, I don't have numbness in my body 24-7. I get to live with numbness in my body 24-7. That's a big difference. If you, if you have something, you, you know, I don't have to get up every morning for work. 
I get to get up every morning for work. So yeah, and sometimes you're like, oh, I just buy more minutes of sleep. But again, if you change one word in your life, instead of saying have, change it to get, everything looks completely different. Oh, I have to drive five hours to Vegas next week for work. No, I get to drive five hours to Vegas next week for work. Everything is completely different because I changed that one word. And I think the strongest thing, if people would work daily to change that one word in their life, everything starts to look better. I love that. I put that right here in the show notes for when this goes live. The power of changing one word. And he hit it on the head on perfectly there. It is easier said than done. But like all things, you have to start somewhere. And once you get started, you do things one day, two days, three days. I don't know the quote, but X amount of days is the habit is built. So go out there and build yourself to become better each day. I think it's a great time to now hop into the spotlight story. I'm going to go over a little bit of it. Then I'll bring on our guest of honor. It is from Hopkins Medicine, and it is just called traumatic brain injury. And we'll go through a little more of the technical side of what a TBI is. And uh, just so you know, I have this in the, the Zoom chat, so you can follow along with me as I read. Um, I I added this myself, so I'm not worried about the... All right. By now, you've gotten a sense of what a TBI is. Coincidentally, him and I both, the result from a car, a car accident, a car being driven, not by us, but we live with the situation evermore and we don't let it define us. We choose to do our best each day, put our best foot forward and conversations like this. I help inspire other TBI survivors out there to reach out to me, join me to share your conversation because this conversation has been lights out so far. I've had a lot of fun learning about his story, but what is a TBI? It happens when a sudden external physical assault damages the brain. It is one of the most common causes of disability and death in adults. TBI is a broad term that describes a vast array of injuries that happen to the brain. The damage can be focal, confined to one area of the brain, or diffuse happens in more than one area of the brain. The severity of brain injury can range from a mild concussion to severe injury that results in coma or even death. As you know, him and I have dealt with this. There's different TBI types. We have a lot going on, primary, secondary, but some things that cause a head injury The most common, this is why I'm including this, is from the form of motor vehicle accidents where the person is either riding in the car or struck by a pedestrian. Point blank, I was struck by a pedestrian. He was riding in the car. This is violence, and as a result, some things could happen. But what are some possible results of a brain injury? And this, I think, is very important because although him and I have recovered and we may come across as normal in many areas, there are a lot of challenges not only that we faced that we still do battle each day and it could be uphill. You could say cognitive deficits caused by a coma, confusion, shortened attention span, memory problems and amnesia, problem solving deficits, problems with judgment, inability to understand abstract concepts. A lot of these things I can relate to. We have our motor deficits, paralysis or weakness, poor balance, decreased endurance, inability to plan motor movements, delays in getting started. And also touch on perceptual and sensory deficits, communication and language deficits, functional deficits, social difficulties, and regular disturbances among a lot. Ian, what is your take on just sharing some more information about TBI? Is there anything else you'd like to share on the subject? 
you know, again, TPIs are, are like snowflakes. Everything is, everyone is different. Everyone has a different, um, you know, what, what they're affected with, what their long-term effects are. But again, I think the, the thing that I try to get across with anyone that I speak to is regardless of what hurdles you have in front of you, again, you get to overcome that. You get to challenge yourself with that. You get to deal with that. It's a lot different than someone else. I never put myself in the same shoes as someone else who, you know, might be in a wheelchair, might have to have feeding help. You know, I, I was joking with someone. I'm, I'm kind of like a, a uniform of severe TBI. You know, I'm not only, I'm actually ironically in a way better place than I was pre-TBI. And I don't think many people can say that. I mean, I'm at a, a better career. I'm making, you know, doing more of this and more of that. I've moved to an amazing new state across country. I, I'm not letting it define me. I'm defining it. I'm doing things with a severe TBI. And look, someone who's caregiving or with someone that also has a severe TBI and they're like, how is he's doing this and, and they're doing that? There's no reason. We, no one knows why. You know, who knows an inch to the left if I still would be having this conversation. We don't know. But, you know, just that person who is struggling a lot worse than I might be, we're still struggling together. Let's just work together to get you over to that next step. We're all not going to make leaps and bounds right away. The way to move forward, even with balance issues, is one step at a time. And that's exactly how you have to treat your TBI is I will overcome this one step at a time. Maybe I'll get setbacks. Maybe, you know, you don't quit with a setback. You just figure out a different way to keep moving forward. And that's the really message that I want to get across to people with TBI. I think you said it very well there. Again, all of our brains, they're all unique. They're all different. And I try to hype, uh, emphasize that as well. Everyone out there, you are not alone and we can't do this alone it's a community we need a village i'm sure you've heard that as well when you focus on the small wins the little wins in the right direction at least for me then the big picture started evolving there's no sense of focusing on that big end goal and getting all flustered and upset about it no we look at the big picture how can we create a good roadmap to get there for each tbi survivor it's different but i think ian provided a very inspiring and valuable testimonial today to everyone out there to never give up keep chasing their dreams and sometimes things happen for the better i mean even myself i'm more fulfilled as well than i would have been i was a finance major just chasing money and now i'm more fulfilled enjoying the work i do i get to chat with folks like you and just make a difference one more time with that uh social media uh so instagram ij panter p-a-n-t-e-r you know Please reach out if you have any questions or you're, you're feeling a little alone. You know, look, I may not always be able to respond right away, but I do respond. You know, I'm traveling a lot for work, but I want to help TBI survivors. I know we are one community. And as I mentioned with the Tough Mudder, I've always been about community. It's never just been about the end goal. It's been about how I got there. And I never got there alone. I've always had people behind me. So even if you feel alone, no matter where you are in the country or the world, for that matter, 
you're not alone. This community is a lot bigger. I didn't know how big this community was. You know, there are people out there. So just remember that we all face challenges, but let's face it together. You're not alone. Thank you for ending the show on such a great note and delivering a solid message again. Really appreciate that. Everyone out there, the show is at a mental health break and I'm at Vincent A. Lancy. Be sure to head to YouTube because now I'm going to have these YouTube podcast episodes going up. YouTube finally created a podcast channel, but my podcast host, uh, Buzzsprout, doesn't have a directory for it yet. When I upload the show to Buzzsprout, it pushes it out to the Apple, the Spotify, all of those. But YouTube's not up there yet, so I get the great opportunity to listen back to the episode, put together a nice video clip with my team, and of course, give everyone another way to tune into a mental health break. I want to thank everyone for tuning in. And Ian, thank you so much for taking the time to join me today. And with that, we are signing off from Arizona all the way to Florida. What a long drive that would be, but we don't have to do it. So uh, all right. take, take care, my man. Thank you, Vince.